This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. My name is Brandy Stark and I am your host. And today we have a very exciting interview with a fellow podcaster named Mario Gangora, who does this really yeah <laughs> cool episode uh, and actually a really cool podcast called Yes, This Happened. So as soon as we get back, we are going to talk to this gentleman. He is going to correct me on any pronunciations, but I have to say I was super impressed with this. So. Let's take a commercial break, get back, and get going. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome back. So, I have Mario. Now, Mario, please correct me on the pronunciation of your last name again. Sure. I keep saying Gongora. It's actually Gongora. But it's okay. fine. I, I'm really used to Gongora <laughs> all these years, so it's fine. It's perfectly fine. You be, well, if, if anybody out there is a long-term listener, they, they again know I apologize profusely. I, I, uh, I have oh. never been able to quite pick up accents, and I speak like a Midwestern American. And so and the irony, again, is that I teach world humanities. So for me personally, I'm always horrified that I can't do this. But I try very hard, and I do want folks to, to hear these beautiful words because they sound so fantastic coming from other people. So There's no need to apologize, Brandy. It's good. <laughs> but you have a podcast called Yes, This Happened. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how this got together, what its purpose is, how you got it started? Well, it's ironic a little bit because I used to be and still am to a large degree skeptical about many things. I like to find the most logical explanation uh, about anything before blindly believing something. But this... Uh, the idea for the podcast came about when we got together with friends on several occasions. You know, you finish dinner, uh, it's getting late, and someone asks the question, you know, has anybody seen anything weird, a ghost or, or a UFO? And then you realize that, you know, at least in our case, most of the people we knew had either experienced something or, or know someone close to them that has so, you know, you start thinking, well, there there has to be something to it, you know? So my wife and I started producing the show in Spanish, the Spanish version. Um, then we met the wonderful people at Agua Media, and we joined forces to provide this platform for Latinos all over the world to tell their story without any judgment or fear of ridicule or anything like, like that. 
And, um, you know, we're not, as Latinos, we're not one single cohesive. We are like a, a force in the United States, but we're not a single cohesive unit. We encompass a wide variety of customs, variations in language, beliefs, artistic expressions. And, uh, and Latin American culture is very rich in traditions and, and legends and stories about paranormal stuff, even before the arrival of the Spaniards. So, you know, from Chile to Mexico to the U.S. and everywhere in between, it's, it's so rich that sometimes it crosses over into the mainstream American culture, like La Llorona. You might have heard of La Llorona, El Cucuy. Uh, you know about the Chaneques now. And I'm sure you've heard about the Chupacabras, you know, this thing that exploded in the 90s. And, and but has it was reported since the 70s, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Excellent. I love the points that you're actually bringing up as well, because um, I have studied with the humanities and global humanities. There were times that I found myself really to be the only non-Hispanic, actually, in some of these classes. Really? And I believe it or not. Yeah, this is uh, a lot of this was through University of South Florida. So, you know, I'm a Florida resident. And it, it really was quite fascinating because I had no idea um, until, you know, you kind of start listening um, about how so many uh, Hispanic cultures and Latin American cultures, you know, one of our biggest flaws is lumping everybody together when there is such a beautiful tradition and nuance and difference. And so I love the fact that you bring that up and that your, your podcast is trying to pull these different stories, but also keep true to their cultural origins. And I, I think that's fantastic. It was really very eye-opening for me. And I've always tried to be very sensitive to that because I think, you know, how would you like it, <laughs> quite frankly? Because <laughs> you know, and I, I do try to kind of compare it, you know, uh, you have variations and everybody knows where they're from or usually or uh, right. has that background, but how those traditions and cultures impact who and what you are. So I think that's great, number one. And I thought your podcasts were really, really fantastic. I'm kind of debating, can I sneak these into my humanities class? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and I love that that's your purpose and the very nature. I have been a paranormal investigator myself, so I, I do come from the academic background, but I've studied kind of the ghost stories of the world, if you will. And I usually will tell folks when they ask me to speak, my basic thing is everybody has at least one experience they cannot explain. And I've heard about them for 25 years myself. And I love that there is that parallel as well, that, you know, everybody seems to have that one thing, no matter where you are in the world, everybody's like, did that really happen? Right, <laughs> what do I do? Right. And so having that venue and that voice through this podcast, I think is so, so important. Right. And, and it's also, you know, it's also fun to be safely scared. Like when you go to the movies and you're in the movie theater and you're seeing a scary movie, you're scared, but you know, you're in the theater and you have people around you and the guy on the screen is not actually going to kill you. Correct. So listening to these stories, it's a way to, to, uh, to have fun listening to actual stories of people who have gone through experiences they cannot explain. And that includes me, even though I'm a little skeptic about many things, there are things that have happened to me that I cannot explain. So I do believe there is something more, there is something happening. And I've, I've listened to, um, to your show for a while. And, you know, the, the recurring theme is that animals and pets are like a paranormal detector. You know, they, <laughs> they feel things we, we don't. And, and that's totally true. And that we have a couple of stories where, where pets, you know, alert their owners to something happening or something is weird or something is haunted. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. 
It really is. And that's why, admittedly, I was not expecting this podcast. If you asked me 15 years ago if I'd be doing this, the answer would have been, really, no. <laughs> but um, And that amazes me, is how many people do have, and how many stories start off with, my pet, all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, yes, okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah, admittedly, uh, in October, I'm doing a, an art show with pugs as a theme, and I will be doing a talk on paranormal pets, you know, as part of it, because I'm curious to see what kind of stories I can get from it. I just think it's great. And the episode that really fascinated me that I just thought, wow. And again, I, well, I'll explain why I loved your, your podcast so much, but okay, now please don't let me slaughter this again. I, we said it once, but it's the Chaneques. Chaneques. It's the Chaneques. Okay, yes. I will. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you should hear me try to pronounce it. But when I get to some of the deities of the Aztec and the Inca, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> I try, I try. But I I, uh, I also study a lot of Western art and I slaughter the Greek as well. So it's it's universal language slaughtering. So, but <laughs> that episode, first of all, I love the fact that, well, do you want to tell us about it? Tell us about the episode and we'll go through it. Yeah, this is actually a guy that's a friend of my uh, brother-in-law. And he told him this story many, many years ago. The guy swears it happened to him. He was not drunk or on drugs or anything. He's a veterinarian. Uh, mm -hmm. So he, he went to college, uh, he's an educated guy. And uh, one day he comes back to his ranch in a, in a very uh, rural area of uh, Mexico in the state of Guerrero. And uh, he listens, he hears these voices like little kids playing around. So he goes to investigate and he sees these dark-skinned elfish creatures the size of a child. And uh, they get freaked out by him. And then later he gets freaked out by them. <laughs> so supposedly the Chanekes are like the owners or the, the protectors of nature, specifically fauna and bodies of water. So people who see them, see them around bodies of water or deep in the woods. Sometimes they are depicted as benevolent, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes as, uh, as evil and even capable of stealing your soul if they scare you enough. You know, wow. so if you, ever, if you ever see one, just get out of there. Right. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually tell folks anyway. Don't poke at the paranormal. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just listening to him and his emotion and everything is like really, really interesting that there has to be something there. And I was actually reading the other day a report from this year from a newspaper in Chihuahua, Mexico, which is in the northern part of Mexico. And it was talking about the Duendes de Ocampo, which is like Duende means elf. And Ocampo is a city in Chihuahua. So the report said that these goblin-like creatures in the state of Chihuahua were terrorizing truck drivers at night, crossing the road and almost causing accidents. So I'm like, wow, it's 2022 and they're reporting this, you know? It's, so there has to be something. I don't think people are imagining the same exact thing all over the place. That's uh, it. Yeah. I love that as well, because that's also been my point when it comes to paranormal phenomenon in general. Uh, things like the ghost stories are universal across space and time. And in fact, one of our earliest writings, I mean, almost every culture, one of the first things they tell you is their religious and ghost stories. And it's just, it is that remarkable parallel. And of course, we find that with just about everything. So you're quite quite correct to talk about the elven figures because uh, Native Americans have them and their lore and legends. And of course, we get that in Ireland and, and other parts of the world. And and even with the idea of the Chinequas, am I getting closer on that one? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> yes. I think you just keep, it will sink in. <laughs> 
but even the idea that the description was that they were melon-headed type creatures. And of course, there are some stories of the melon-headed children that we find in um, kind of Northeastern lore, um, you know, kind of the distorted figure. Um, they are human-like, but they're not fully human, right? And, and that's always kind of that part of that terror. But I was so duly impressed with this because I've I have decried a lot of very, a lot of the paranormal things that I watch or see or listen to, and they're so sensationalized. And I, I've always hated that because the supernatural and the paranormal is not sensational. It is something that sneaks up when you are not expecting it right. and something that happens. And then you sit there for the next 20 years and wonder what in the world just happened. It's often that way. And it's not, it's not the dark. It's not the overly uh, dramatic it's i've just always been very upset with that and watching even uh uh dare i bring up ancient aliens but uh <laughs> things along those lines where yeah. I, have to, I literally have to explain to students that you know it's a, always a possibility however this is what we're seeing so uh, notice that they're not using academics, so they tend to be anti-academic. They're talking about people, uh, usually non-Western heritage, so it's Euro and ethnocentric, and saying they couldn't do this without the use of alien health. You know, they couldn't build these fantastic structures, and it's driven me insane for years, just because I think I think that presents so badly on the supernatural world. So I think your your podcast is just so fantastic, particularly when the individuals talk about themselves a little bit, and they're like, "I am just a normal person. I, you know, I, exactly. I've been educated, and you know, this this isn't a folklore. I mean, this is nothing I was expecting." but how dramatically it really kind of changed their perception and, and kept them wondering. And to me, that's fun. To me, that's, that is the true human experience. Right. And, and now that you mentioned that, you know, your podcast is amazing because it touches on profound issues, but it's in a, in a light and positive way. Whenever I finish listening to an episode, I'm like, wow, that was nice. You know, even though you speak about <laughs> profound things and you're so nice and you're so kind with your interviewees. So I love it. So, well, I've uh, always found that the, the world is a very strange place and um, the supernatural is sometimes very difficult for people to talk about. So I, I've tried for many years and maybe it comes from the educator background, but that safe space is important. And I think your podcast offers that as well. It, uh, you know, it lets people talk. And uh, right. there's no judgment. And I think that is fantastic. So I have been recommending it. I've been I've been posting it on uh, the Spirits of St. Petersburg website and uh, Facebook. Oh, thank you. And I've been, you know, I just, I really have enjoyed it. And uh, there's some episodes I haven't gotten to, but I'm like, yep, I'll be downloading all of these. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. The thank you. But yeah. it's, it is really, really fun. Now, let's just pause for a second because I know uh, we need to pop in a few commercials. Uh, we'll wait just a, a little bit, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of your favorite episodes. And then do not forget, we want people to know how to find your podcast. So we're going to see what you've got coming up and how they can find you. So we'll be right back right after this. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. 
Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. Okay. And welcome back. So, out of all of the episodes you've done so far, with many more to come, what is your favorite episode from Yes, This Happened? Oh, man, I have a couple. Go for it. So, I have a lot of episodes that I that I like a lot. One of my favorites are the, well, the Tanekas episode, because yes. of the emotion it has and because of, you know, it comes from a reputable source. He was recommended by my brother-in-law. He's a friend of his. There's another one of a lady who rented an apartment where, uh, you know, the, the apartment complex had a pool and different apartments had stuff happening I- inside the apartments okay. and they would see little footsteps, little like wet footsteps. So to make a long story short, they discover they, that um, there used to be a handyman there many years ago and the uh, handyman's daughter drowned in the pool. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. That was a really, a really good one too. And there's another one of a, he's a gentleman uh, from Mexico in the 60s or 70s when portable recorders, like with tape recorders came out. He went out with a couple of friends to a warehouse that was supposedly haunted. So they were joking around and whatever. They, he put it on the floor because they were looking at something and then the lights go off and they hear someone trying to come into the door, you know, like trying to break okay. in. So they run out. They get in their cars and start leaving. And he remembers he left the tape recorder. Oh, no. Okay. So nobody wants to go back with him. He finally convinces a friend. The two go back. They get the tape recorder. And when they listen to the tape, he hears these screams and and wailings of people saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then he hears. And this, this guy I actually interviewed in person. And I was like, I got chills when he said this. He heard the sound of a pig, like smelling near the tape recorder, like. And pushing really? it a little bit, like, yeah, like, I don't know if it was like the spirit of a pig <laughs> or, or what it was. But, you know, when they went back for the tape recorder, everything was normal. The lights were on again. He took it back. And then he listened to these uh, EVPs, I guess. And um, it's a pretty compelling story, actually. And that's interesting with the pig. Do you know what kind of warehouse it was? I mean, it wasn't uh, like a, a slaughter. No, no, no. I think it was, well, I don't know what it was before, but at the time it was being used to store shoe boxes because it was like for a shoe store. Wow. But okay. I don't know the story of the, the history of the of the warehouse actually, but it might've been, I don't know. Wild. I was kind of curious, but hmm. <laughs> so usually you don't find a lot of pigs with shoes. So that, that is too well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, well, I mean, there's always the underworld ideologies, but very, right. very interesting. 
and very creepy. Uh, admittedly, I'm lucky enough to say I have not had that experience as of yet, but <laughs> I'm not sure I really, really want it. So tell me if people, well, actually, I do have one more question for you before we get to how they can find you. You mentioned uh, Chupacabra. Right. And uh, I do remember when that exploded in the 90s as part of the cryptozoological element. Uh, but you mentioned that the story goes back to the 70s. Do you have a little more history you can tell us about that? Uh, not specifically. I just uh, read that there had been reports uh, since the 70s of something killing animals and, and draining them of blood, which actually, now that I mention it, it sounds a little bit like the cattle mutilations, which is a real Definitely. thing, a documented thing. So I don't know if, if that generated the, you know, the legend of the chupacabras or if it's related. It's really strange. But now that I, you know, that I kind of connected, uh, cattle mutilations be. have that in common. You know, they're drained of blood. They're missing organs. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> That's going to be one of those. Uh, yeah, you're quite correct. You never know. It very well could be the same manifestation of something simply interpreted right. differently culturally, depending on the food source animals. So, uh, you know, if goats are easier to keep than cattle, then that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Right. Exactly. Well, now we've solved that issue. It's all aliens. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a podcast about aliens. I mean, there are so many podcasts about UFOs and good ones. Believe it or not, since we were talking about heritage and culture, apparently the Stark line, which comes from Scotland, there was supposed to be an alien who missed his ship who intermarried into our clan. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's likely that whole scenario basically is the old-fashioned use of the term non-resident, so alien. <laughs> but, uh, oh. but my dad and I used to jerk a lot. We're like, yeah, when the mothership comes, <laughs> we are safe. We're going home. <laughs> That's it. This, yeah, that reality may make more sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, how can people find you and, and what's coming up for your shows? Well, they can visit yesthishappened.com. And we're going to have a form there where you can, you know, fill it out. Tell us your uh, a little snippet of your story and get in contact with us and see if you can be one of the testimonials. And regarding the show, we're just going to keep on producing them. We are concentrating right now on the English version because we already had 26 episodes in Spanish. So we're trying to catch up with the English. And uh, if, you know, if any of your listeners are interested, it would be great to have them on the show. I would love it. And again, I will uh, we'll try to make sure we add that website to the description so that folks can find that too. And I found your podcast through Amazon. Can folks find, they can definitely just go to Amazon and plug in the search. Yes, this happened and it'll pop up through the, I think the music and podcast section. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, all over the place. Okay, so multiple venues. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, like I said, I, I definitely appreciate the English version as well. But uh, very, as I said, I was very impressed. I just, this is my type of podcast and information sharing. So I really hope that others find it as fascinating as I do. And uh, I will be keeping up as you continue to move forward uh, with translations. And heck, maybe, uh, maybe I will work on that Spanish again and try. Awesome. To yeah. <laughs> you uh, can I get my accent going again. I will keep trying <laughs> on that. But this has been a heck of a lot of fun. And um, if you do end up with more animal podcasts, I'm happy to do a follow up. And Absolutely. let's see what we can do for that. So, anything else that you would like to plug before we plug all the events over here? 
No, that's it. I just wanted to thank you. It's it's kind of surreal to be on this side of the podcast and not just as a, as a listener. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Fun. And thank you so much. You are wonderful. You're so kind. And uh, it was really, really fun. Thank you so much. Well, as I said, uh, this one is absolutely worthy of plugging and promoting. So I, I'm delighted to have been contacted and to do this. Now, in the meantime, if anybody is in the St. Pete, Florida area, as I mentioned, there's some stuff coming up for the Spirits of St. Pete at the Suntan Arts Center, which uh, we have episodes where Patroclus, the paranormal pug, has gone through. I actually was doing some experimenting. Okay, so I'll, I'll put this briefly, but people got into utilizing cat toys that light up as paranormal devices to indicate ghosts. And I, to me, I'm like, nah, no, uh, the, that will probably indicate if there are any vibrations in the room. But I did buy some to test and I was testing them at the suntan and uh, nothing happened. The, the lights didn't come on, nothing happened. But when I played back the video and I sent it to my team, they basically told me someone is talking to you. And when I played it, sure enough, a little insulting because I said, yeah, do you remember me? And whoever it was said no, <laughs> but okay, that's okay. Uh, so uh, the Suntan Art Center is coming up. We do have the world's largest ghost hunt that we'll be doing again this year at Art Lofts, which is where my studio is. And if you are totally into pugs like I am, we will have a pug themed art show for the month of October with 20% of proceeds from artist sales going to Pug Rescue of Florida or Compassionate Pug Rescue. And I will be doing a talk on Paranormal Pets October 15th. So all of that's coming up and down the pike. Uh, feel free to check anything out on the Spirits of St. Petersburg website. Mario, I want to thank you again for a delightful interview. Thank you, Brandy. It was an honor. Absolutely. And everybody out there, happy haunting. Halloween is coming. We'll talk to you soon. Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.